section one of roman history the early empire from the assassination of julius caesar to that of domitian this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by pamela nagami roman history the early empire from the assassination of julius caesar to that of domitian by william wolfe capes introductory chapter the genius and statesmanship of julius caesar secured only a few years of absolute power and had not time enough to shape the forms of empire or carry out far-reaching plans when he fell under the daggers of his murderers he left no system of established rule and no successor to replace him the commonwealth had been discredited by years of impotence anarchy at home misgovernment abroad had shown the breakdown of the ancient institutions of the state and the frail plant of liberty needed more to bring it back to healthy life than to be watered with the blood of caesar but when the young octavius left his books at apollonia and came to rome to claim his rights few could have had serious fears of his ambition or could have foreseen in him the man who was to close the drama of the great republic and bring the empire on the stage for he had played no part as yet in public life was known to be of feeble health and given no proof of genius or of self-reliant courage sent on before to the advanced camp in epirus to be ready for campaigns in the far east he was startled from his round of rhetoric and drill by the news of his great-uncle's murder b c forty four he crossed the sea without delay and hearing on the way that his kinsman's will had named him heir he took at once the name of caesar octavianus and hurried on to claim his heritage at rome his mother told him of her fears his stepfather urged the need of caution and pointed to the dangers in his way but he persisted though almost alone and though he saw the need to be resolute and wary the daggers that had been sharpened against julius might be drawn upon himself if he spoke too openly of vengeance or appealed at once to the soldiers and the people the name that he had just assumed had an ominous sound in the ears of senate and of nobles and marcus antonius the old confidant and partisan of caesar by right of his authority as consul had taken the reins of power into his hands had gained possession of the treasures and the papers of the fallen ruler and was in no mood to share them with a rival claimant the conduct of octavianus though bold was very politic and far-sighted resolved at any cost to show respect for the last wishes of his kinsmen he drew largely on the means of his family or friends to pay the legacies bequeathed by caesar to every citizen of rome and defrayed even the expenses of the public shows that had been promised he paid his court with tact to the members of the senate and talked of amnesty and peace put on a show of winning deference for the leaders of the moderate party and for cicero above all and fed their hopes that they might find in his growing popularity a harmless counterpoise to the violent ambition of antonius even when forced at last to arm in self-defence 
and to levy troops among the veterans of caesar he courted the old statesman cicero still he played upon his vanity and called him father affecting to draw his sword only in defence of the constitution and the senate he offered to serve with his own legions under the new consuls against antonius the common enemy of all loyal citizens but he clearly read the jealous suspicions of the nobles and had no mind to be used a while and then thrown aside like a dishonoured tool so after the successes won at mutina b c forty three which cost the lives of both the consuls he flung away the mask that he had worn came to terms of union with antonius and with lepidus the governor of gaul and marched with his soldiers straight to rome to wrest the consulship from the reluctant senate then the era of proscriptions opened for the confederates agreed to cement their league with blood each marked his victims names upon the fatal list and each consented to give up adherence of his own to the greed or hatred of his colleagues meanwhile the senatorian party crushed at rome was gathering fresh strength beyond the seas brutus in macedonia cassius in syria the foremost of the murderers of caesar had turned the provinces which they governed into one vast recruiting ground for a last decisive struggle when all was ready they combined their forces and offered battle to the enemies who had crossed over to attack them once more came the crash of mighty armies met again in civil war and the battlefields of philippi saw the fall of the last of the great republicans of rome b c forty two the world lay prostrate at the conqueror's feet it remained only to divide the spoil antonius stayed behind to organize and rule the east the province of africa was thought enough to content the absent lepidus while italy and all the west fell to the portion of octavianus but still as the young schemer mounted higher the dangers seemed to thicken in his path to test his hardihood and patient statecraft he returned to italy to find an exhausted treasury and half-ruined people veterans clamouring for their pay and settling with fierce eagerness upon the promised lands peasants ousted from their homes taken to brigandage with sheer despair the city populace in no loyal mood to a master who had little to bestow while the wife and brother of his rival marcus antonius fanned the smouldering discontent and vexed him sorely with intrigues then flew to arms at last and when beaten stood sullenly at bay within the beleaguered fortress of perugia b c forty one the sea meanwhile was at the mercy of the bold sextus pompeius who scoured the coasts of italy with galleys manned by motley crews of republicans who had fought under his father's lead of pirates to whom that father's name had once been a sound of terror of ruined victims of the late proscriptions of slaves and runaways of every class the corn ships dared not venture near the blockaded ports and prices mounted to famine height till the starving population rose in fierce mutiny against their ruler while antonius was on his way with a great fleet to call him to account for the treatment of his brother who had hardly escaped with life from the horrors of the siege but italy was sick of civil war 
the soldiers tired of constant bloodshed made their leaders sheathe their swords and join in league and amity in pledge of which antonius took to wife octavia the sister of his rival while sextus bargained as the price of peace to keep his hold upon the islands and the sea and lepidus displaced already from his office of command held only in his feeble grasp the dignity and functions of high pontiff for six more years of divided power octavianus schemed and toiled and waited he secured his hold on italy calmed the elements of disorder in its midst refilled the treasury and stocked the granaries till he felt himself strong enough to defy sextus on the seas and crush the bold buccaneer after many a hard-fought struggle at last but not till all was safe elsewhere came the crisis of the duel with antonius eastern luxury had done its work upon his passionate nature slothful self-indulgence broken only by fitful moods of fiery energy clouded his reason and unnerved his manhood the egyptian cleopatra had lured him with her blandishments and wound her snares around his heart till rome heard with indignation of the wrongs of the forsaken wife and of the orgies of the wanton pair nay more they heard that not content with parodying the names and attributes of foreign gods they claimed the right to change the seat of empire and make alexandria the new capital of the roman world was the dignity of a chaste matron it was asked to be the sport of the minions of an eastern court should octavianus tamely wait to see the national honour further outraged and the monstrous forms of uncouth worship install themselves within the seven hills and drive the old deities from their venerable shrines the personal quarrel was transformed into a war of creeds and races in place of the horrors of a civil struggle men thought only of the motley aggregate of foreign peoples arrayed at actium in the extravagance of barbaric pomp against the discipline and valour of the west in the actual conflict antonius displayed neither a general's skill nor a soldier's courage he fought seemingly to cover a retreat that had been planned before cleopatra's galleys gave the signal for the flight and the leader of what was now a hopeless cause hastened after her to egypt where he found discontent and treachery spread around him b c thirty one after a few months spent in moody despair or riotous excesses he died by his own hand to be soon followed by his paramour to his dishonoured grave End of section one